let's open, let's open up in prayer. Amen. Let's not forget why we're here. Whew, man. Thank you, Lord, for worship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we get to come together and worship you as a, as a body, as one together. Lord, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would fill my mouth with what you want heard and that you would open up all of our ears and all of our hearts to receive your word and that we would protect that word and we would protect that seed for it to grow and take root, to do what you've called us to do in this valley and beyond. God, you get all the glory today. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, I'm excited. Um, Obviously, you know, Pastor Mark told me uh, a little bit ago, maybe uh, a week and a half ago, he said, hey, I I want you to want you to bring the word on the on the seventh. And uh, I'm going to tell you how it really happened. He said, I want you to bring the word on the seventh. You may be wrapping up the marriage series. And I was like, please don't like, are you kidding me? I just heard your three sermons that like, don't do that to me. Um, it's like, that's a lot of, this is the best marriage series I've ever heard. And, uh, so when I got back from vacation, our family got back from vacation, we were sitting right here and pastor Mark got up and he says, well, I'm going to wrap up the marriage series. I about jumped. I almost ran around this building, praising God. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Woo. Glory to God. He answered my prayer. And so, so I'm going to bring a word that Holy Spirit was, was telling me about and preparing me and, uh. And you know, sometimes it's not always to bring, bring the word that you want to bring. You're like, okay, I'm going to bring that word. I'm excited about preaching what we're about to preach. I'm excited. But then last night he was like, hey, I want you to do this. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know why, but well, let's pray and you'll give me the list and we'll deal with it from there. So I want you to know, I should have done this first service. I want you to know, as I start reading this, this list, it ain't me. Okay. Especially when I get to the part where it says, I'm a woman. I ain't talking about me. All right? So I didn't say that in the first sermon. I thought, I wonder how many of them were like, what? You just read that Soji bill. And so uh, <laughs> so what we're going to do is do what the Holy Spirit instructed me to do because I'm willing and obedient. Let's see if you're willing and obedient. So right now, let's all of us close our eyes. Keep our eyes closed. And I want you to just, just listen and be open. Open up our hearts. I don't see your hearts. The Lord sees our hearts. Amen? I've never really had any problems. My life has always been good. I was a young boy who never had a home. I'm a woman who had her innocence taken from her. I'm a husband whose wife divorced me. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an ex-con. I'm addicted to drugs. I had an affair on my spouse. I was abused as a child. My dad walked out on me and never came back. I lost my loved one. I'm divorced. God failed me and I don't know if I can trust him. I don't know how to trust him. You are not garbage. You were not made to be thrown away. Stop thinking that people wouldn't even notice if you were gone. You are an important component to the kingdom.
And God has a purpose for your life. Amen. I promise this ain't going to be heavy like that the whole time. (laughs) But that was hard to read. Some of those were hard to read. Look, we've got I don't know how many people here. And we all have past. We've all been mistreated. We've all mistreated. We've all done stupid things. We've all, we've all done those things. There ain't no hiding it. Paul did stupid things, didn't he? From the Bible. Paul did some dumb things. Jesus was the only one that ever done, did a dumb thing. He's our model. He's who we look at. You know, the devil, the devil hates, hates God so much. He hates God so much he hates you. The Bible in John 10.10 says that the thief, the devil, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. He wants to take everything from your life. He's not just happy with killing you. He's not just happy. Oh, man. He's not happy with just you committing suicide. So get that rope out of your mind. See, you you might sit there and think and and, and believe this lie. That if I I just end it, then then no one else will hurt. No, no. The devil's going to move right onto your loved one and want to kill them too. It's why he came. It's what he does. It's his profession. If it seems as though I'm a little harsh, please know I'm not. It's just this is serious business. When we're talking about suicide, no, 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 no. I'm not mad at you, man. I love you. But that devil I don't like. Those lies that you're, belie- that, that you're listening to and fighting to not believe, you are not garbage. You are not to be thrown away. You are, you are kingdom molecules. You are kingdom-minded. You are loved from God himself from the very throne of heaven. And you are a key component to the plan of God for this earth. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, that you came. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, that you came, that we don't have to sit here and do all this and worry and fret about suicide or worry and fret about this or that. What we do have is the power. What we have is the power. What we have is the blood of Jesus. And we have that to strengthen us. To walk out the very plan of your life. We're in these chairs because Pastor Mark and Miss Amy had the fortitude and the willingness and the obedience to walk out the plan that God had for them. And it has affected every single one of us, myself including, inside this room for the kingdom. Not for them. It's because of them that God gets the glory because they were willing and obedient. Because of Jesus Christ in them. Because Christ strengthens them. Amen? Man, the power that this house holds is 
awe-inspiring. We are a powerful people. You know, some of you may be sitting in those seats after what we've just discussed and those items that the Holy Spirit had me write out last night at, at the wee early morning. I was up late. <laughs> I loved it. Better than getting up early. Amen. All your night owls. Yeah. Power of the people. <laughs> you might be sitting there saying, well, Pastor Bill, you, you don't know about me. You don't know what I'm going through. It's impossible. I try to break this every time, every day. I try to withstand this pressure every day. Well, just like officers and, and, and SWAT team members and, and, and the military and special operators and, and so forth, they have weapons, right? We have weapons. It's not semi-automatic. It's fully automatic. It's fully automatic, man. It's fully automatic. Glory to God. Not even illegal yet to carry concealed. In Luke chapter 18, verse 27, I'll give you some ammo. It says, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your impossibility is possible with God. Your impossibility is just waiting. Just waiting to get shot down with the word. Just waiting. Angels around this whole entire room that are sitting in the afters, that rafters that are sitting sitting on the bench behind you, that are that is standing up behind me, that is pacing back and forth with me, are just waiting for the word of God to be spoken to go forth. It, they're just waiting. They're just sitting there like, come on, Pastor Bill, come on, Pastor Bill. Tell them that tell them that it's not impossible. All things are possible with God. Just tell them. Tell them. Send us forth. They're waiting. They are thriving. They are chewing it. They're, they're, you know, being a canine officer, my dog would sometimes, his whole body would tremble. <laughs> waiting to see that. I mean, he would get locked in on somebody and waiting to bite him. And his whole body would tremble just waiting to bite him. Just waiting to bite him. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, please don't bite my leg. Please don't bite my leg. Please don't bite my leg. And I'm like, all of a sudden, drool starts drooling from their mouths. Pavlov's theory, right? He sees food. He's going to eat it. Angels are looking the same way. They're literally trembling, going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, man, give me the word, 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 give me the word. I can't wait for God's word, I can't wait for God's word. They are waiting to go forth for you. They are thriving for it. In fact, check this out. They were created for it. They were created to go forth and do God's word. All things are possible with God. All things are, I would challenge us as a, as a, as a body of believers, I would challenge us as a redeemed people. You know, in the beginning of the year, pastor had us write down a list of, of, a vision, right? And we're seeing, we're seeing those lists starting to come back, aren't we, Pastor Matt? That, that, that they're answered. Amen. Amen. I want to challenge us to do this. See, my mind thinks just a little bit different. I'm going to start writing down some impossibilities in my mind. I challenge you. 
in the next week, spend some time in prayer and be honest with Holy Spirit to say, okay, what do I truly think is impossible, God? That person at my work that just seems so brutal. Can they be saved for real? Impossible? Not with God. So write it down and be like, okay, God, here's my impossible. But, but in Luke 18, 20 says, it says, is possible with God. Is possible. And start speaking, nope, it's possible. Johnny's going to get saved. Johnny's going to start coming to church. Amen? Accept it. There's going to be miracles out of this one. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, man, that's so rad. God is awesome. I don't know. I don't know how people can sit back and think that, that following Jesus isn't fun. Are you kidding me? This is going, this is, this is, you should listen to first service. This is fun. I was like, Lord Jesus, what's second service going to be like? I got my notes and this is, this is fun. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 54, starting in verse 4. Do not fear. You will not be ashamed, nor be disgraced. For you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth. Amen? And will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. And then, and then the last part of verse 5 says this. Mm, 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 mm. And your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. You know, Pastor Joe, Pastor Joe said something about, I don't know what, what, what false God, I don't know what he said, Buddha or something like that. He ain't the God of all the earth. He's the God of some misled, some impossibles. No, not impossible. He is called the God of the whole earth. Come on, man. He's called the God of the whole earth. Your Redeemer. If you're saved, you're redeemed. If you're saved, you're redeemed. If you're saved, you're redeemed, which also means this. You get the promises of God. I get the promises of God. I've had some people asking, asking me lately, Pastor Bill, and some, some people that don't know me as a pastor, they're just like, Bill, dude, I don't get your life. I'm like, I don't get my life either. It's blowing me away. I don't get it, man. Left police work, which I loved. Didn't know what was going to happen. Didn't have no job. It was, in fact, it was kind of funny. I think Friday, was August 3rd a Friday? I got to look that up. Because if it was Friday and I had no job, I'm going to laugh. Going into the weekend with no job. Gave it all up. And I sit back and think about my life. As a cop, we, we, we made pretty good money. Not good enough. Not good enough to hear a bullet whizzing past your head. I've been to Africa I don't know how many times we're getting ready to go to the Philippines we're getting ready to go to Thailand we're getting ready to go to Mexico as a church we're getting ready to go places we're, we're getting ready man that you can hear the I don't know if trains still are on this but you can like you can sense the trains rumbling that the coal's getting thrown in and it's steaming up you can feel the trains rumbling and it's like oh man I tell you what once we get out the gate 
I can't believe I ever sat back and I was like, well, I want, oh, 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 man, I wonder. And people are like, dude, how in the world are you doing what you're doing? You left all that money on the table. It ain't money. My Jesus is the Redeemer. He redeemed me to abound. He redeemed you to abound, to overflow, to overflow with prosperity, to overflow in blessings, to overflow with salvations coming out of your fruit. How's your fruit tree? Don't be looking at your fruit tree right now because you're getting some water in. You're getting some, some fertilizer. Come on, man. You got the Redeemer living inside you. You got the promises of the, of the Word of God saying it's so. It's possible. And this is how much I know. Because the Word says right below. The Word says right below. In, in, in the ending of verse 9. So I, this is, this is the Lord. So I have sworn that I would not be angry with you. Stop getting in your mind and start getting out of your mind. God's not mad at you. He is not angry with you. If you are saved and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, God Almighty is not mad at you. Get the Old Testament God out of your, out of your mind of what religion has taught. Because if you really read about the Old Testament and you read about God of the Old Testament, He is filled with love and compassion. Amen. How many times does He need to give somebody chances? 30 times? 10 times? Nope, you ain't going to find one. But sure, if you want to find 20, you can go back to Sodom and Gomorrah and find 20. Oh my gosh, God, I couldn't find 20. Can, can you give me a chance to find 12? Yeah, I love them that much and I love you that much. Go back and find 12. And the story continues to go on and continues to go on. But religious has, religion has taught us like, God just couldn't wait to smite him down. He couldn't wait to just beat him over the head. No, man, he, loved his, he loves his people so much. Chance after chance, grace after grace. Loves us so much he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. Glory to God. And in this scripture it says... That I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills shall be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from any of us. Nor shall my covenant of peace. I didn't realize this. But man, we prayed over that. We prayed over that. Y'all have peace. It's a covenant. It's a promise of God by God. Him sitting on the throne. Who created everything. He has a covenant with you that he cannot break. For you to have peace. For all the people that were dealing with anxiety. It's his covenant. You have it. It's just so. It's just so. And the peace will not be removed. Says the Lord who has mercy on you. I tell you what, being being saved, Bob, is a rad, rad, rad 401k. It's a pretty good uh, medical plan. Yeah, isn't it? You know, you get hired by a company and they share with you about uh, uh, your employee benefits. That's what that's the word I was looking for. I got some pretty good son benefits. We got if you're saved, you got some benefits. If we're saved, we got some benefits. Amen. I mean, he promises us prosperity. 
You know, we can go all through this. Well, you know, okay, well, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. He promises us health. You are healed by his stripes. By his wounds, you are healed. All your iniquities and infirmities are healed in Jesus' name. That's a pretty good uh, benefit package. That's a pretty good benefit package that we walk in as sons and daughters of the king. Now, now, unfortunately, just like in my family with my daughters, they get certain benefits of mom and dad that other kids don't. If you're not my son or daughter, you just don't get my benefits. You might get some trickle down effect. Like we may take you to dinner, but I ain't asking you what you want us to pick up from Costco. Aubrey, I lie. I almost picked up Cheez-Its wherever you're at. I don't know where you're at, but I almost picked up Cheez-Its at, at, at Costco the other day for Aubrey. And because she's at the house quite a bit. And so she, she, but see, she didn't get the benefit of it. We picked up chocolate milk instead for the girls. Do you see? There's a benefit package of being a son and daughter of the king. If you're outside, it is hot in here. If you're outside, and you're not saved, you just don't get some of those benefits. It's just so. Unfortunately, it's just so. But you can't have them. You can't have them. This isn't a private club. You don't have to pay an initiation. We're not a club. We're not a religious group. Yuck. Yuck. So let's go into this. Pastor Bill, what are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about this redemption? Well, let me explain it to you like this. Redeemed. In the Hebrew is, is spelled G-A-A with a line over the top of the second A. It is to buy back something that's lost. It is to buy back something that is lost. I was once lost. In another verb context of the Hebrew language, because it's a little more complex um, than, than ours sometimes. It also means, depending upon the type of sentence um, that, they're, that they're using it in, it also means to require blood. Isn't that interesting? The, the, the Hebrew definition means to buy something back that was lost that must require blood. Now, if we talk about Jesus, he knew it was going to require his blood. It was going to require his blood to get us redeemed because he was the only man in the entire world, the entire existence that could actually buy you back. He was of the bloodline. Nobody else could do it. Not Buddha. That's like the only one I know. (laughs) Actually, you know what's funny? I'm going to use this one as a fun one. Um, The monkey God couldn't do it either. Over there in, 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 the, in the far east. Couldn't do it either. Monkey God can't get you saved. Can't do it. Jesus' blood redeemed me. In the King James definition, it means to be delivered from bondage or from the possession of another. I know when you're sinning, because I can remember. I, re- I can remember when, when, when you're sinning. And when you're not with Jesus and you're not following Jesus, 
I can remember that I never thought that I was owned by someone else, Pastor Doug. I didn't even realize I was in bondage. I didn't even realize that I was in the kingdom of darkness. See, there's two, there's two worlds here. There's the kingdom of darkness. And, and, and in the kingdom of darkness, man, you're always trying to like find your happy. You're always trying to find your happy. And the world gives all of these frauds of happiness. And you go about your junk. And then you're, you're miserable and, and you're tormented at night. Your marriage sucks. Your relationships suck. You're an alcoholic. You're drinking. You're spending your, your, your money on, on gambling. You're spending your money on things you ought not be spending your money on. Oh, but man, all it took, Bill, was for me to hear the gospel message, my man. And all it took was for me to come to the other side and say, Yes, please forgive me of all the stupidness I've done. Please forgive me of all the stupidness I've done. And I accept you, Jesus. And I believe that you died and rose again. I believe with everything that is in me that you died and rose again. And I am forgiven. I am forgiven. Jesus hung on that cross for me. For me, man. He hung on that cross for you. It's not fake. It's not a fairy tale. And here's how I know. There's several things. Prior to that, my wife and I were, were married for just roughly about six months. And I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be a good husband. And I never really saw a picture of that. I didn't know if I was going to be a good father because, well, I didn't see that either. And I always thought back because, because education would teach us that, well, you're either natured or nurtured. Well, nature says my, do- my, my dad was a loser. And I got nurtured without seeing a, a real good dad. How am I going to be a good dad? Lies. Right when I got saved, all of those fears went away. I was like, whoa, I can be a good dad. I see it. I see it when I read the word. I see how much he loves unconditionally. He left the 99 for one. He'll beat down a door. He'll bury those lies that people say about you. Man, God is so good. And you know, when, when you get saved, you know what's super cool? When you get saved and you're redeemed, this is part of being like realizing you're redeemed. I realize I'm redeemed because you know what's awesome? Is the word says that all of my sins have been cast into the depth of the sea to never be remembered again. Like a long time ago, I remember going to God and being like, God, but how can I do this when I've done that? And he's like, done what? I was in personal prayer time and I'm like, yeah, but, but God, I, I, dude, you're like, hey, that wasn't always nice. So how can, how, how? And he's like, what are you talking about, son? I don't even know what you're talking about. But God, this, and he's like, you didn't do that. What do you mean I didn't do that? I threw it in the, in the sea of forgetfulness. Redeemed. I'm redeemed. Oh my gosh, it's real. I can go forth and, and start marching out the orders in which he's given me to march out without condemnation. The sin has been forgiven. 
Your sin has been forgiven. The condemnation, those things you're listening to, your past, the dirt, the junk. If you're saved, those have been cast into the sea of forgetfulness. If you're not saved and you haven't asked and you have not repented, those are yours. Enjoy them. And look, let's be honest. You are sitting inside of an American church right now. You don't want them. If you're here and not saved, you're not in here just because you're like, thought I'd go to church on Sunday. Seems like a good place. I don't know. Yeah, I'll skip lunch. No, you're in here because you've been dealing with stuff and you are at the point of holding on to that rope that you need help. Well, let me throw you out that rope of redemption. The rope of redemption is coming for you. It's been dangling for a week and a half in my prayer time. It's been talked about. It's been done for 2,000 plus years. This weapon that we carry, this weapon of word that is true, is getting ready to throw out the life preserver of redemption to you. Amen? Amen. Don't get too excited. Gee whiz, man. Come on. (laughs) Preaching to myself. You know, he, he gave a, he gave a, he gave something earlier in the, in the last service and I, and I want to share it. Is there any of us in here that would not do anything for our spouse or our children? Nah, I would, I would do anything for my kids and I can see all the parents heads nodding. Even when they're on your last nerve, you would do anything for them. Even when they come down the stairs or, or, or. Come out of their room and, and you look at him and you're like, you ain't wearing that. <laughs> you would do anything for him because you're about to enter into the realm of this is going to be an argument and she or he is about to be upset with me and I don't even care. I would do anything for you not to look like that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Every parent knows that fight. And if you don't yet, you will. And so I was speaking this, I'm like, what would we not, like, I would do anything for Kendall and Peyton. I would do anything for my wife. And Holy Spirit gave this to me. I wrote it, I wrote it in the back. I'm like, Holy Spirit, remind me word for word. It says, I would do anything for my wife or my kids. And then he said this, he goes, but what will you not do for your wife and your kids? Look, if if you're struggling with an addiction, there is redemption. If you're struggling with with addiction, that very addiction that you're struggling with, would you not do that for your wife and kids? Would you not do that? But Pastor Bill, you don't know how hard it is not to take that drink or not to stop by the bar or not to walk down the beer aisle. I get it. I get it. I get it so much that I also understand this. It's just needing redemption. It's just needing it's just needing a little Jesus juice. Stop that gin and juice and, and start drinking some Jesus juice. I love looking out at people's faces and, and like I can I can know who knows exactly what I'm talking about when I said gin and juice. Jesus is the original OG. OG means original gangster back back back. Jesus is the original. Now some of you are like, oh my, there he goes. 
in, in Micah chapter 7, verse 19, Pastor Doug, it says that the sins are past. The sins of your past is cast into the sea. There's your word again. There's your weapon. Just so you don't think that this is some scripture that just maybe we all say religiously so much. No, it's in the word. That's in the word. Use it. When you start condemning yourself, when you start hearing things, when people around you start feeding you lies about who you are. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, huh, young lady? Isn't it weird how people don't want to see you succeed? Weird. So then you say stuff like, no, those things are cast into the depth of the sea. God doesn't even remember them. I'm a new me. Amen. Amen. We are redeemed because of Jesus. Let's not get it twisted. We're not redeemed because of some idol, some golden calf. We are redeemed because Jesus Christ hung on the tree. Oh, it didn't stop there though. We're redeemed because he was buried and rose again. We're buried, we're, we're redeemed because he rose again and he sits at the right hand of the Father. Always interceding for you. He ain't stopped praying for you today. He hasn't stopped. He hasn't stopped for your whole life. If you don't know Jesus, he is praying for you right now. He's like, God, no, no, seriously. Dad, dad, they're awesome. You don't know the pressures of the earth. They're doing awesome. They're doing awesome and I love them. And God, the word in John, in, in John, it says, because you love me and I'm in you, they're in me, love them. You accept Jesus, you're all of a sudden, you're just in it. You're in that benefit package. Can't help it. We're redeemed. Yeah, but Pastor Bill, I got these issues. Pastor Bill, my marriage is horrible. No, you're redeemed. Your marriage is redeemed. Pastor Mark just gave an amazing series message on marriage. And he said it in such simple terms. Marriage, hopefully, hopefully we remember this. Because this was powerful. Marriage was created to succeed. You can forget. I don't want to say this. Maybe I'm going to change the word. There were a lot of good golden nuggets in those in that series of marriage. But don't forget that one. God created marriage to succeed. So start speaking life into your marriage. No, our marriage is succeeding. Even though it may not look like it. No, it's made to succeed. It's made to succeed. You know, a redeemed life. You may sit back and say, well, what's a redeemed life look like? Well, what's Pastor Bill's look like? What's Pastor Mark's look like? What Pastor Doug's look like? What does a redeemed life look like? Let's open up and there is a, there is a rolling motion picture of what a redeemed life look like. And it's in Luke chapter 16. And let's look at it. It's in Luke 16 verse, uh, verse 19. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate. Desiring to be fed, he to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And so it was the beggar died. And he was carried off to the, with the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and he was buried. Only started out not so good. And being in torment, and being in torment in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. 
Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. There's a picture of what a redeemed redeemed life looks like after death. And what a not redeemed life looks like. One is burning in Hades, begging Abraham to send Lazarus with a touch of water on his finger. To touch his tongue that is set ablaze and on fire. That lost, that lost soul, that rich man is begging for it. In verse 27, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. Get the, He is in hell right now. That rich man is in hell right now as we're sitting in this cool air-conditioned room preaching to God. Woo! Preaching. Listen to the word that Jesus died for. That man is sitting in hell begging for Lazarus to go to the father's house. For I have five brothers that he may testify to them. Lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, no, father Abraham. But if one goes to them from the dead, they would repent. If they would see a miracle is what that just said, Bob. If they would see a miracle, they would repent. But he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. That rich young man is in the pit of hell right now. Begging for a droplet of water on a tip of a finger. And he's begging, he's begging Abraham, please, please bring somebody back from the dead to go to my father's house and tell my brothers, my younger brothers and my older brothers, please repent. You don't want to come here. Dude, as, as lonely and tormenting as that must possibly be for him, he is begging that they would go to heaven. When I got the revelation on this this week, it blew my mind because I sat there and I saw this part of the service coming. And it blew my mind that he is in hell right now. If you could only hear him begging you. Listen to him. Oh gosh. Listen to him. Do not come to this place of torment. Do not come to Hades. Listen to him. Listen to him talk about Jesus. Jesus is real. I see him sitting at, my, at the Father's right hand right now. He's praying for you that you would come to know him. He's praying for you that you would humble yourself and say, Yes, I am fallen. I have fallen short of the glory of God. And I must repent. He is begging right now from the pit of hell. Saying, listen to this crazy bald-headed preacher. And that blows my mind. That blows my mind that as I prepared for this message, as I prayed for you, as I stayed up for you, as I've stayed up, that God would get the glory of you being saved and the rest of us understanding our redemption. That we are not victims. That we are not losers. We are more than conquerors, the word says. We are victorious. 
We walk with power of the Holy Ghost. We have the Word of God in our hand that is a sword. That is a sword. Let me show you. Let me wrap it up for you. Let me paint it in a, in, a, in a pretty little picture for you by the Word of God. Here comes the machine gun. In John 10.10, 10, we love this verse around here. We love this verse around here. I only read the first half to you in the beginning. But Pastor PJ, this is what it says in the second half, my man. This is Jesus talking. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Glory to God. May have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, he says. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, he says. I give my life for the sheep. Man, there is nothing better than knowing the good shepherd. It changed my life. And you know what? It makes my brother, it makes my other people, my other friends ponder about the good shepherd. I don't know how my life is so good except to just say, Jesus loves me more than he loves you. (laughs) I'm joking when I say it, but I swear he does. I don't get it, man. They're like, Bill, how? Country club? I don't know either. I don't get it. How'd it happen? Jesus loves me more than he loves you, Rob. Well, he must, man. He must. I know he does. When my when another person's like, I don't get it. How are you so blessed? You've been to Africa five, six times. You're going to this place. You're going to this place. You're going to go open this. You're going to go open this for Pastor Mark. I don't get it. I don't either. Redeemed. I'm redeemed. Pastor Doug, did you ever think life was going to be so cool? Never, huh? Slinging nickel bags. Now he's slinging Jesus juice. Life could not be so good. Pastor Mac, do you ever think? Come on, man. Like, seriously. Pastor PJ. I know. He might steal the microphone and start preaching. I can see it. And he's like, oh, come on, man. Let me give this altar call. Look, John 10, 10 says it all. I have come that they may have. Here, I'm going to read it to you, sinner. Because you need to repent. This is no joke. I ain't joking. Yeah, I love to have fun. This is for you. Jesus came so that you may have life. And that you may have it more abundantly. That means overflowing. Not just to meet your expectations. To overflow. That you may have it more abundantly. He is your good shepherd. He is the shepherd that gives you life. He gives you life. He is calling out to you right now through me to talk to you. We're already the ones that are redeemed. We're redeemed. We're dancing. We're prancing. We're bragging. We're walking in the light. Come join us. It's fun as all get out. If you've never been saved, you don't know the good shepherd. And you want to. You're, you came today. You might have got invited. You might have been driving by. Because trust me, we pray for you drive-bys. We're like, come on, Holy Spirit, bring them in. Let them not even know why they're, why they're coming. We've had dudes sit in the parking lot cussing at themselves. Why the F am I here? I don't even know why I'm effing here. I don't want to go to an effing church. Comes in, gets saved, delivered, set free from drug abuse. Then, yeah, praise God. That's my job.
Jesus. Oh, it gets better. Then he is honorable and goes, turns himself in for an arrest warrant and gets his three cellmates saved. Come on. That's the Jesus juice I'm talking about. Praise God. Come on. It's time to get saved. Time to get saved, man. The good shepherd's been waiting for you. If you've never known Jesus, I'm having so much fun. If you've never known Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to extend, extend, extend the good shepherd to you. He will redeem you in an instant. Your heartache's gone, cast into the sea. The things that have been said about you, gone. The sins to the darkest and deepest part of that sea, never to be remembered again. If you've never known Jesus Christ... This is for you. If you want to re-engage and say, I want to recommit and step back into the fold of the blessing. And from this point on, follow my Jesus. This is also for you. If that is you, raise your hand today and let's get redeemed. All over, all over the building, raise your hand if that's you. If Holy Spirit's dealing with you, this isn't just some crazy bald-headed pastor. Raise your hand. All right, cool. I see you. Praise God, man. It already feels good, doesn't it? I have never said that before. But no joke, Miss Amy, as she raised her hand from, from here to here, it was like a load went off your chest, huh? Glory to God. Where's that other hand? Back here. Praise God, brother. Are you standing up? Is you? If that's you, we're going we're to do it like this. Because Jesus carried a cross for me and he carried a cross for you in front of a lot of people down, down, down cobblestone roads. We're all going to stand up right now. And honestly, I know there's more. And if that's you and you didn't raise your hand and you want to, I want you to come up here with me. Come on up right now. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're drawing them to the Father. Thank you, Father.